Good evening. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I am Trini Sharp. I'm your host for the evening, as always. I'm glad to be back before you guys, and I'm just excited about everything that God is doing um, throughout the Imperfectly Perfect community and also throughout this podcast. I'm excited about the Word of God. I'm excited about our growth because we're growing together. We are imperfectly perfect people together, and we are perfected through Christ. So I'm excited about our growth in God and His Word and just everything that He has for um, for us to do in our God-given purpose so that we can make sure that we leave this earth empty. That is important that we leave this earth empty. Hi, Sister Meg. She's on Instagram this evening. Welcome, welcome. So, guys, I'm going to go over um, just a few things from uh, the series thus far. We are in the God's Love language Languages series, and we um, took a pause on that last week, first and foremost, and we took a pause on that because we uh, did our highlight for April 2021, and that was none other than the, the um, lovely person I just mentioned, Sister Maxine Hobson. She was our, um, yeah, she was our highlight for April 2021, and we were just she was just sharing her testimony of being a mother and just being a businesswoman, an entrepreneur, and just how God is just doing some marvelous things through her life and just being a blessing to the kingdom of God and. I was excited about having her last weekend. If you didn't get a chance to, to hear her testimony and just even see last week's podcast in general, you can follow I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated's Facebook page and you can um, see last week's podcast. And it's also available on um, all of our podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. So make sure you listen to that as well. So we got all of that together and we're going to um, say a word of prayer and we can get into tonight's um, word. So there are Father God, we just thank you, God, for this day. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing and how you're moving mightily, dear Father God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that your presence is already here, God, and the atmosphere is already set. God, I ask that you remove, God, all nerves, remove, dear Father God, all distractions, remove anything that is not like you, every mind-bottling spirit. God, I come against it and I cast into the pit of hell from which it came. God, I thank you, Father God, that everything, God, will come together according to your plan and your perfect will. Touch the hearts of the people that are watching. Touch the hearts of the people that are listening. God, may they be receptive of what you have to say, God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that whatever it is they need, God, that they will receive a touch from you, God. I thank you, Father, that you will affirm them, God, which we'll be talking about tonight, that you will affirm them, God, that you're there and that you'll never leave them or forsake them. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will be glorified and that you shall be magnified. In Jesus' awesome name, I pray. Amen. All right, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome again to Imperfectly Perfect Live. So all of my platforms on Facebook and on Instagram, I welcome you once. I welcome you twice. I welcome you three times in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't help myself with saying it. It just, it just was, you know, it was there on the tip of my tongue. So to God be the glory. All right. So for those of you who are just tuning in and first time watching this podcast, we just started our God's Love Languages series. And of those of you not familiar with love languages, Gary Chapman, Gary, Gary Chapman is the author, the author of the five love languages, the five love languages. And it's a wonderful, wonderful, I didn't get a chance to read all of it, but I've done research on love languages. I even learned about love languages in college and it, it just doing um, studies on it and learning what your love languages, love language is 
um, is important. So you know how um, you give love and how you want to receive love. That's important in relationships in general, not just um, romantic, but also platonic relationships. And God downloaded into my spirit to do a series on um, God's love languages because we know that God is not the, I mean, that Gary Chapman is not the originator of this particular uh, topic. I mean, God gave him the information, but and God is the originator. So he wanted me to stress to us that this is what he wants to receive. He wants us to know how he's giving it to us and also how he wants to receive it. Because the problem is in our relationship, God is not pleased because it's been very one-sided. Our relationship with God has been very one-sided. And God is like, listen, I need for my children, I need for my children to understand that I'm not just giving them, I'm not just showing them love in this way for it's for them to just to take, take, take. But no, I want it to be reciprocated. He says, I want that love, the same love that I give them. I want that to be reciprocated. No, we can't top God on that. We never can top God on that. However, we can strive. We can strive to give the love, the same love that God gives us. We can strive to do the same to him, right? So those five love languages, those five love languages are quality time, touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, and gifts. Um, and I was, you know, we're going through the, I went all of, all of this, you know, before, but those are the five love languages. We already talked about quality time. We did a couple of weeks on touch. And the topic was um, last time we talked about just one touch. Um, we did a part two on that, talking about how Jesus, how God, you know, showed, did one touch from us and how we can have touch Jesus. So a couple of things just going over that quickly is that uh, how do we touch God? We touch God through prayer. Touch God through prayer and our communication with God is prayer. So talking about how uh, touch is uh, ver is um, tangible and intangible. Tangible means that you can actually physically uh, touch it. And intangible means that you can't see it, you can't touch it, you can't use any of your five senses to even do it. But um, you can still touch God because touch is also a way of communication, right? It's a way of um, like when somebody says, I touch that, that that person touched me. That means that I felt they they made me uh, feel a certain type of way. They made uh, me feel love. They made me feel uh, appreciated. They touched me. So this is another way, intangible way of being able to uh, to touch God. And so we talked about prayer being one of those. Praise and worship being another way that we can touch God. Number three, we talked about thanking God, giving God thanks, thanksgiving is that even before it happens, we give God thanks. We thank God before it happens as if it's already here. That gets God's attention. It says, wow, my children are even um, thanking me even before it's manifested. That's important. And then last thing, number four was obeying God, obeying God. God loves it when we are obedient. He loves it when he gives us instructions and we actually actually follow through with those instructions. He loves that. He loves that. 
So those four things that will be talked about, how do we touch God? So again, if you didn't get a chance to see that particular podcast, you can go on I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated's Facebook page and it is available on that platform and also on all of our um, podcast platforms as well. All right, so let's get into tonight's, tonight's topic, which is Continuing the Love Languages series, God's Love Languages series with words of affirmation, words of affirmation. And this particular, um, this particular love language is not really one of, it's not really one of my high, my high love languages. Mine's is um, quality time and acts of service, right? But it's not saying the thing is, if anybody is familiar with Gary Chapman's book, it's not saying that they when you take. OK, slow down. Get your words together. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So when you take there is a quiz, right, that you can take for the five love languages. It actually asks you a series of questions and based on your personality, based on how uh, you will react, how would you handle a certain situation? Right. And so all of these questions at the end of this quiz, it gives you um, your results. It lets you know that based on your answers to these series of questions, these are your top love languages. And so mine's is quality time. And then I, my second one is acts of service. And so where's the affirmation is, is saying that you want to that you need, you need to be affirmed. You need the support. So let's get into um, the definition of affirm, which is the root word of affirmation. So to affirm means to validate, confirm, to validate. You need validation. You need for somebody to to, to prove, to prove that they love you. Because it's like sometimes when we're saving your relationship, sometimes people can't, don't feel love if it's not said. People that have words of affirmation, that, that's their top love language. They need to hear, I love you often. They need to hear, I care for you. They need to hear, I need you often, right? They need to hear that. If they don't hear that, then they won't feel like they're love. And, and the God is saying, like, I need. And, and, and God And God doesn't pick. The thing is about God is that he doesn't have just one that he wants. He wants to receive all five of these. All five of those are his, are his top ones. So words of affirmation is important to God. He he affirms us. And we're going to get to a little bit later of how God conf, uh, affirms us. But God affirms us. And he wants us to affirm him too. He wants us to affirm him too. He wants us to say, God, I love you. God, I need you. God, you're the best God. God, you are the Alpha and Omega. God, I, you are you are just my loving father. Just, just begin to, how do we do that? By worship. How do we do that? We talked about, you know, the words of affirmation and touch are hand in hand because we touch God again through praise and worship. And we use our words to do so. Lord, I love you. Lord, I can't go a day without you. Lord, I need you. God, if you if you don't do it, I know nobody else can. It's music to God's ears when we use words of affirmation. It gets God's attention when we affirm God. It gets his attention. 
What's another definition of affirm? To state positively. So if affirmations are positive statements, positive statements. And the last word um, definition I have for affirm is to support someone by giving approval, recognition, or encouragement. To support someone by giving approval, recognition, or encouragement. God supports us by, by letting us know that he approves of us, that he recognizes us as his children, recognize, that recognizes us as his chosen generation. We're going to get into that later. As his royal priesthood, he recognizes us. He encourages us on a daily when we feel like all hope is lost, he reminds us of his promises. He reminds us. He reminds us that his promises are yes and amen. Yes, Lord. She said, yes. God wants us to affirm him too. It's so important. So we know the definition of affirm now. Let's get into. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's get into um, the purpose, the purpose of affirmations. What is the purpose? Because I know for me, affirmations are so good to be able. I know I was at a season in my life where um, I was depressed. And when you have dealt with depression, um, it tries to creep up in certain seasons and you and you begin to be aware of the symptoms, be aware of the behaviors of depression. Right. And. In that, in that particular one, one of those particular seasons, I've been in the state of depression more than once. But um, in that particular season, God had led for me. He left for me to um, get some post-it notes. And I still have those post-it notes, post-it notes and begin to just uh, write down some affirmations that that I, I am more than a conqueror, that um, that I'm beautifully and wonderfully made. Just start writing some things down that I am prosperous, that I will, that I, that I am wealthy. That begin to just write those things down, begin to uh, to affirm myself, and I posted it on my wall so that when I wake up, those are the first things that I see. Right, so seeing it when I wake up. And then after I see see them, when I wake up, I begin to recite those things. I begin to recite those things. And then once I recite them, I begin to believe it. Because the more I say it, and I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's okay, because we're going to um, go over it a little bit more. The more I say it, the more I believe it. And when I believe it, my actions that follow suit, whew, my actions begin to follow what I've spoken. My actions begin to follow what I've actually said out of my mouth. That if I believe that I'm wealthy, I'm going to say I'm wealthy and that I'm actually going to take the actions, take the necessary actions to make sure that I remain wealthy, that I that become wealthy. If I'm not wealthy yet, I will be. Why? Because my faith, my faith is being activated. My faith is being activated by the words that are coming out of my mouth. Words of affirmation. This is the purpose. So let's get into that, that more um, deeply. So the purpose, the purpose of affirmations is to change, is to change our mindset from being negative to positive. 
from being negative to positive. There are people, huh? Yes, Lord. She said, my God, I'm dealing with that right now. Listen, I understand. It's something that I have to do on a daily basis. If I don't, my God, like my mind would drift off because this mind right here, our minds can be so consumed with so so many negative things. We we have to deal with life on a on a daily on a you know and just you know every single day brings forth its own its own um challenges, right? It brings forth its own challenges. And if we're not careful, we we get so far ahead and the word of God talks about um worry about today. Don't don't get your mind caught up in worrying about things of tomorrow. Today has enough, enough in its own. I'm paraphrasing. Today has enough in its own to worry about for us to be worried about. It's not saying that it's not saying to not plan ahead. Right. It's not saying not to plan because planning, right, the vision and make a plan that that's also the word of God. But it says don't worry about what lies ahead. Today has enough, enough for us to be focused on. So we have to be careful to not so, oh my gosh, I got to do this and I got to do that and I got to pay these bills and I got to, you know, I got to, uh, it's so many things. God says, focus, focus what I'm doing for you today. Allow your mind to be at ease. Allow, that's why it's important. I know we talked about this before. That's why it's important to write to-do lists. I feel like when I don't write to-do lists, my mind is jammed and when I my mind can be jumbled. But as soon as I actually take those thoughts out of my mind, write those things down, it's like now I can see it in front of me. Woo, you see how the how how that thing plays? It's like, okay, I'm taking the words that are out of out of here. I'm writing them down, kind of tying back to words of affirmation and that I'm taking those things that I believe. I'm writing them down. Now that I see it, now I know to next, the next thing to take the action so that those things can be manifested. All those senses work together when you see it, you speak it, and then you do, you do the work. Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. So the purpose of affirmations is to change our mindset from negative to positive. It is the power of repeating positive statements that causes us to get the mind of Christ. When we speak life, we are speaking those things into existence. When we speak life, we are speaking those things into existence. And also when we speak death, we're speaking those things into existence. Let's go to um, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Proverbs 18, 21. I'm going to read from the Amplified Version. And it says, to let you know the certainty of the words of truth, that you may give a correct answer to him who sent you. Was that it, Lord? Right, 18. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. I'm in the wrong chapter. I'm like, this is not it <laughs> at all. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All right, there we go. 
Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. Death and life are in the power of this. This this piece of meat that's in your mouth. Death and life is it comes from that. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. So if you speak life, you will love it and indulge it and will eat its fruit. You will eat the fruit of life. If you speak death, you will eat the fruit of death. This is why when we feel like we're, we're at a place where we can't do it, instead of saying, I can't do it, we need to say, I am, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. You speak life. You speak positively. Because we don't depend on ourselves. Because affirmations is not saying, okay, we're not encouraging ourselves to say, oh, okay, that I, that I, that I don't need God. Affirmations is to affirm us that with God, all things are possible. With God, I am healed. With God, I can, I am strengthened. With God, I have joy. With God, I know that I will have help. With God, I know that he'll rescue me. With God, I know that I'm protected. With God, I know that he'll provide. Affirming us of what God has already said. I'm going to do a brief commercial is that I'm watching and I know I mention him quite often, but he's like one of like my, my favorite <laughs> other than my own pastors. He's like one of my favorites right now, Pastor Michael Todd. And he's on this series on this series called The Upgrade. And I'm telling you, this thing blew my mind, like blew my mind of how God is using him to, um, bring um, awareness of the importance of the Holy Spirit. And the thing is, he broke this thing down and and uh, I've heard, you know, I've been taught uh, different ways of explaining the Trinity, God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. And he was just truly breaking down even more how God, how people don't give the Holy Spirit, Spirit credit. How we always say, all right, God, we acknowledge God, right? We acknowledge Jesus as our Savior, but we always affirm, we always, not affirm, we always recognize the Holy Spirit as it. But we don't realize is that God already did his part in creation. Jesus did his part in saving us. And when Jesus left this earth, he left us the advocate. It says in the word of God, the Holy Spirit is the advocate. He left us the advocate, the Holy Spirit to be our help. To be our help. And we depend on the Holy Spirit as our help. As our help. So all the things that, that you know, God had already did his part. Jesus did his part. The Holy Spirit is doing the rest now. So we have to acknowledge, only put that brief commercial because talking about knowing, knowing the position of the Trinity, knowing the position of God, that God already did his part as far as creating for us, as far as, you know, making sure that we have everything we need here on earth. He provides for us because why? He said it's already done. What God did is already done. What God did is already done, right? 
And so it's a matter of it being manifested in our life. That a lot of things, oh, Rabbi, thank you, Holy Spirit. A lot of things we're praying for, we're not praying correctly. We're not, we're not seeking God correctly. We're not saying, huh, we're not, we're, because the thing is, if we, if we actually start speaking life and start um, speaking things as if they already are into existence, my God, we're praying for healing and God says we're already healed by Jesus stripes. Why? Because Jesus said, by my stripes, you are healed. It's already done, but we have to, we have to activate our faith by speaking life with words of affirmation, by saying, Lord, by Jesus Christ, by Jesus stripes, I am already healed. So Lord, I thank you for my healing. I thank you. I thank you for my healing, God. Whether it's healing of the body or whether it's healing of the heart, Start claiming those things, speaking those things. Why? Because God already did it. Jesus already made it happen. Now with the Holy Spirit's help, with the Holy Spirit's help, we're able to use the power of the Holy Spirit to direct us and give us the words to say. When we speak in our heavenly language, the Holy Spirit gives us the words to say so that those promises that God had already said will come to pass. God already did his part. When God created, when God created um, all of these things on earth, he did it in six days. And on the seventh day, he rested. On the seventh day, he rested and he looked But after, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, taking me a totally different direction. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Father. When God made creation, every time he finished creating, when he created Huh, when he formed, when he formed this, this, this world, he created, it was formless. When he created the sun and the moon and the stars, when he says, when he made night and day, he created the sun for the, for the morning and the, and the moon for the night. At the end of it, he said, it's good. Each day, each time he made, made, created something, he said, it's good. He thought about us because the word of God says, before I formed you into your mother's room, I knew you. How could God know us before he formed into his womb? Because he spoke it. Oh, Jesus, my God. Why? Because he spoke it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's go to my God. I... Have your way, God. Have your way. Let's go to Genesis 1. God is going to lead me to where to go. Let's just go to Genesis 1 and let's just start reading from there. Because <laughs> I'm just blown away, y'all. Like, I'm literally blown away. Like, okay. I'm hyped now. All right. Genesis 1. Genesis 1. Let me just take this off really quickly so we don't get distracted by that. All right. Genesis 1. <coughs> And the Amplified Version. I love the Amplified Version because it just makes it bigger, right? So it says, in the beginning, God, Elohim, created by forming from nothing the heavens and the earth. 
The earth was formless and void or a waste and emptiness, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, primeval ocean that covered the unformed earth. The spirit of God was moving, hovering, brooding over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Whew. Let's go back. God said, let there be light. And there was light. You see how God spoke and then light came, light appeared. Everything that God, oh, thank you, Jesus. Everything that God is expecting us to do, he's already led, leading us. He's already led. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He already led us with examples. God is never going to tell us to do something that he has not already done. We are his children. We are the remnant. We are the heirs to his throne and as heirs. He's expecting us to do what he's already done. He's expecting us to, 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 be, to be like him. He created us in his image. He created us in image. That's Genesis 2, 7. He created us in his image. So he's expecting us to, to reciprocate his actions. So it says that there be light and there was light. God saw that the light was good, pleasing, useful. And ooh, I know this is the Holy Spirit because this was not in my notes. God saw that the light was good, pleasing, useful. And he affirmed and sustained it. And God separated the light, distinguishing it from the darkness. And God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning one day. That word affirmed. He confirmed because we talked about affirm has so many different definitions. Affirm, validate. He validated. He confirmed with the words from his mouth. Let there be light and there was light. Whew, my God. He affirmed it. It says, and he affirmed and sustained. Sustains me, he kept it. He kept it going. He sustained it. He made sure that it was good. My God. So God, God has started this off. God started this off. And it gets even better as it goes on. Holy Spirit, let me know if you want me to keep reading about creation. All right, he said, keep going. Verse seven says, and God made the expanse of sky and separated the waters which were under the expanse from the waters which were above the expanse. And it was so just as he commanded. God called the expanse of sky heaven and there was evening and there was morning a second day. Then God said, huh? And God said, let the waters below the heavens be gathered into one place of standing, pulling together and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God is speaking creation into existence. We're believing God to do some things in our life. And yet we are just sitting around not doing anything, expecting it to just come and magically appear. And God is saying, no, use the power. Use the power of your tongue to speak life, to speak those things as if it's already were. Why? Because God said it's already done. 
He said it's already done as we continue to read. As you see, God said I already spoke it, but I'm waiting for you to affirm. I'm waiting for you to see. I'm waiting for you to stand in agreement. I'm waiting for you to speak life for what I already said. I'm waiting to see if you believe. I'm waiting to see if you actually are going to believe and have faith. Not just believing in your heart, but confirming it by affirming with your mouth. God, I believe in your promises. I believe that your promises are yes and amen. God said, I already did it. Verse 11 says, so God said, let the earth sprout tender vegetation, plants yielding seed and fruit trees bearing fruit according to limited to. Limited to consistent with their kind, whose seed is in them upon the earth. And it was so. And it was so. Jesus, listen to those key words. The earth sprouted and abundantly produced vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their kind, and trees bearing fruit with seed in them according to their kind. And God saw that it was good, and he affirmed. Come on, Holy Spirit. And he affirmed and sustained it. And there was evening and there was morning and a, a third day. Verse 14, then God said, let there be light bearers, sun, moon, stars in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night and let them be useful for signs, tokens of God's provident care and for marking seasons, days and years and let them be useful as lights in the expanse of the heavens to provide light on the earth. And it was so, get this, just as he commanded, <laughs> y'all like how dope is God how dope is he he was like alright let, let me separate the heavens from the earth let me say heavens earth and then it says and it was so as he so commanded. Why? Because he says, I'm powerful. I'm mighty. I'm God. I'm the creator of all the things. I'm the beginning and the ending. When I speak, things must happen. Things must come into existence. <laughs> he said, when I speak, it's got, it got to come to pass. Why? Because God is confident in who he is. God is confident in who he is. To God be the glory. And that's what God wants for us. Yes, Lord. She says, I need to put my faith into action more. I know that's right. We got to activate our faith, y'all. We got to activate our faith. Activate it. Yes, he said, and it was so. It was so. We got we to gotta have confidence. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just as God says it was so, just as I commanded, we got to believe that when we speak, it's going to happen if it's in God's will. We'll get to that in a second. But it says God, and then verse 17 says, God placed him in the expanse of the heavens to provide light upon the earth, to rule over the day and the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, 
And he affirmed and sustained it yet again. And there was evening and there was morning a fourth day. Then God said, let the water swarm and abundantly produce living creatures and let birds soar above the earth in the open expanse of the heavens. God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves with which the water swarmed according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And he affirmed and sustained it. Listen, God is, uh, he is trying to get us to understand that when we use words of affirmation, it will come to pass. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful, multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning a fifth day. 24, then God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures too, limited to, consistent with their kind, livestock, crawling things, and wild animals of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. Get this, it says, because he had spoken them into creation. Yo, y'all, like, Because he has spoken them into creation. I love how the Amplified Version is like seriously breaking down and getting us to see the magnitude of God's glory. It says because, it says, and it was so because he has spoken them into creation. We have the choice. Because going back to Proverbs 18.21, it says life and death is in the power of the tongue. We have the choice to use our words for life or death. Because whichever way we choose to use it, it's going to come to pass. We have to choose. Furthermore, it says, so God made the wild animals of the earth according to their kind and the cattle, according to their kind and everything that creeps and crawls on the earth, according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. When God saw that it was good, going back to those post-it notes, when we see that it's good, when we write those words, whether you write it on your phone or on a piece of paper, whichever you want to do, when you see those words, when you read the word of God, when you see the promises of God or yes and amen, when you see what God has done for so many people of the Bible, so many martyrs, in the word of God, Moses, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, Jesus, Ruth, Sarah, so many people, Jairus, the woman with the issue of blood, how we were learning about those things. When you see how God has done those things for them, when you read the word of God, the manual, when you read them, you should have no choice. We have no choice but to begin to be begin to believe. And when we believe, we confess those things with our mouth. That God, if you did that for them, rest assured, I know that you would do the same for me. And now I'm going to speak it. Lord, I thank you for doing it for me. I thank you for healing me because you healed. You healed Jairus' daughter. So Lord, that same healing that you did for them. I know that it's already done for me. Claim it, claim it. 
I love that song by the Clark sisters, sisters claim it. Claim it. Jesus, my God. Verse 26 says, then, oh my gosh, this is about to blow my mind. Then God said, let us. This is going back. I know I'm all, listen, I'm following the Holy Spirit. This is going back to what I was talking about with Pastor Michael Todd. He, he talked about the particular scripture of how breaking down the Trinity, the Father, the Son, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But this confirms it right here. Verse one, verse 26 of chapter one of Genesis says, then God said, let us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, my God. Because this is the amplified version. It breaks it down better for us to get a better um, understanding. But no matter what version you look at, it says, let us. Why would God say let us if it wasn't other people, if it wasn't other people that he was working with? Yo, mind blown. Like, then God said, let us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, make man in our image according to our likeness, not physical, but a spiritual personality and moral likeness and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea. Oh, Holy Spirit, the birds of the air, the cattle and over the entire earth and over everything that creeps and crawls on the earth. So God created man, this is verse 27. So God created man in his own image in the image and likeness of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Verse 28 says, and God blessed them, granting them certain authority and said to them, be fruitful, multiply and fill the earth and subjugate it, putting it under your power and rule over and dominate the fish of the sea, the birds of the air and every living thing that moves upon the earth. Y'all. Y'all, I'm trying to calm down so that I can articulate what we just right here. First and foremost, verse 26, God created us in his image. His image, meaning that the same power, the same power that God has to speak life, to speak things into existence, us, his creation, when we have a relationship, when we are in covenant with our father, with Jesus Christ, our Lord and savior, with that same power that God has, he gave it to us. He gave it to us, y'all. He gave it to us. He said to our likeness, not physical, but a spiritual personality and moral likeness. And let them have complete, complete authority. We have authority. We have dominion over the earth. We have authority. Y'all, this is blessing me because I didn't even I tell you this was not in my notes at all. At all. 
We have complete authority over the fish, over the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, and over the entire earth and over everything that creeps and crawls on the earth. We have authority. We have authority over scorpions. We have authority over the enemy. He's under our feet. Why? Because our father, our savior, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity gave us authority to speak life over our situation, to speak life over our circumstances, to speak life. And say, I know that I owe money. I know that I, I'm in debt. But I speak life to the situation. I know. And even if, see, thank you, Holy Spirit. Even if you are responsible for the debt. Even if you were responsible. God says, okay. That makes us even more qualified. That makes us even more qualified to depend on God. Why? Why does it make us more qualified to depend on God? Because now we need him. Why? Because he's our rescuer. He's our provider. Because even when we make mistakes, he already died. Oh, Jesus Christ already died for our sins. So forgiveness is already available to us. Forgiveness is already there. All we have to do is say, Lord, I thank you for forgiving me for this, for this mistake that I made. God, I thank you that you're giving me, that you already gave me direction of how to become debt free. I thank you, Jesus, that I'm debt free. Declare and decree it. Declare and decree it. I love one of my favorite singers. I'm just flowing, y'all, because. None of this is in here. And I don't keep saying it, but none of this is in my notes. One of my favorite singers, Kiara Sheer Kelly. She's married now. She was, she has a song called It Keeps Happening. And my God, I would play it if, you know, they probably going to try to meet me. So I can't. But she has a song say It Keeps Happening for me. And in this song, she say, my seed is blessed. My money is blessed. Whew. It keeps happening for me. Whew. She begins to speak life over her family, life over her lineage in the song. Says it keeps happening for me. Because, and, and why does it keep happening? Because she begins, yes, Laura, I love that song too. I love that song, my God. And as she says that, um, as she was writing the song, she was just in her car and she was singing a song and the words were just coming. The Holy Spirit was give, downloading the words in her spirit and she began to sing it. She didn't quite have a, a melody to it yet, right? But she was just singing. My seed is blessed. My money is blessed. My body is blessed. It keeps happening for me. She was just singing it. 
And it doesn't matter how you stand because I'm probably on the wrong key, but it doesn't even matter. She was singing it. The Holy Spirit was, oh, the Holy Spirit was affirming her. Affirming, downloading in her spirit. You see how those things tie together? Downloading to her spirit what is already, although she didn't physically see it to come to pass yet, but God had already affirmed to her. Her seed is blessed. Her money is blessed. Her body is blessed. Her covering God, covering her family, covering my family. Woo. My God. And she said, it keeps happening for me. She said, it keeps happening, saying that God is going to keep happening. And because she begins to, and now she just, she's affirming that song of affirmation. God was doing it for her first and foremost. And now she then those seeds of, of, of encouragement, of affirmations, now that that become a song. So now that when we hear that song, thank you, Holy Spirit. When we hear that song, we begin to sing that. And now we're speaking it over our bodies, over our finances, over our family, over our job, over our lineage, over our future. We begin to sing that. You see how those things just, oh my God, it keeps going and going and going. Because when you speak that thing, when you sing it, whatever you do, you speak it. And the word of God says, it is so. Why? Because I commanded it to be so. It is so. Why? Because I said it is. Because I declared and I decreed that it shall come to pass. My God. And it kept happening. She 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 was believing God and, and become debt free. And then she just released the book, and the album came out. And she was not got number one album. And then she was in the movie, and and that received award awards for that. And just so many things. Those things that she was beginning to just speak. She was writing the vision and making it plain. That's Habakkuk two two. Writing the vision and making it plain. And was speaking those things as if it already was. What do you believe in God for? What do you believe in God for? I'm talking to myself too. And I noticed the Holy Spirit because he's been dealing with me. What I speak out of my mouth. God has reminded me. He's told me in the season to increase my faith. That I have to increase my faith because God has already told me, he already promised me that there are things in my life that I'm going to be prosperous. That my seed is blessed. That my unborn children are blessed. What are you believing God for? And although it's not already, that it's not met, manifested. And I was talking to my fiance the other day about Oh my gosh, I thank you, Holy Spirit. He's just flowing about another sermon that Pastor Michael Todd did. And he was talking about release. I couldn't remember the word in that moment, but release versus reveal. There are seasons, there's a season. There is a season when God will release his promises to you, right? Release means that, that God, when, when you receive a word from the Lord, a rhema, 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 uh, rhema, R-H-E-M-A, means 
right now. So when you receive a rhema word from the Lord, what I'm doing in your life. God is already saying that this, this is what is already done. God did his part. Why? Because as we read in Genesis 1, all of those things already came to pass. God already spoke it. However, we're catching up. <laughs> we're come, catching a manifestation. It's just the physical. Manifestation is just the physical of what has already been released. God releases to us, letting us know his plans, letting us know his plans for our lives, right? And then there's another season where it will be revealed. So God released this. So God, God has already released some things in your life. God has already released some things, some promises in your life. But now you have to do your part. Now we, thank you, Holy Spirit. Now we have to do our part in affirming, affirming what God already said is already done. And it's a matter of time in God's season and God's timing that those things will be revealed. Because there's some things that God has, has told you that will come to pass and there's some things that God has, has told you that, oh, thank you, Jesus, to not to not share, to not share those things. And one of those things that um, Sister Maxine, I don't know if she's still watching, that she's that she's uh, stated last week in the podcast, and she said that, thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing it to me. She said that one of the encouraging things she said is that do learn to do things in silence. Is that when huh, learn to do things in silence because God will give you some things in your life and it's not meant for it to be veiled to everyone yet. Because a lot of times is when we when we reveal prematurely, letting people know things and, and that's happening that God is doing for us prematurely. We risk putting ourselves in a position of naysayers, of dream killers, speaking death to the promise that God said is already all ours. So we have to be careful that <clears throat> when God says we're in a season of release, because once God releases those releases those promises to us, the next step is preparation. God is preparing us to be to get into a position to receive, preparing us to get into a position to receive. And so during that time, there, there, there can be a season where God is saying, don't tell anybody anything. Why? Because he wants he wants every everything. God is strategic about his plans. God is strategic about his ways. To the point where you could be uh, creating a business. And he gives you the blueprint, he gives you the name, he tells you the location. And then tell you, it connects you with the right people. And then all of a sudden. You have everything in place. I mean, the bill 
building. You got everything in place. And then social social media is just like, my God. <laughs> you post something and they be like, oh, well, when did this happen? Oh, this been in the works. And if you say, oh, this been a work for, for two years. And they like, well, why did you say nothing? It wasn't meant for you to know. And if they truly love you and they truly for you, they won't be offended. They won't be offended. But those people like, oh, well, why, why are you being so secretive? It's not being secretive. It's being strategic. Because I'm being obedient to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. So we have to be careful and, and be able to have discernment of when it's your release season versus your reveal season. But in the meantime, in between time, I love my grandparents to say it, in the meantime, in between time, follow the direction of the Holy Spirit. Follow that direction and make sure that you are speaking life, speaking life. We have authority going back to affirmation, affirmations. We have authority. We have authority to speak to our situations. Say, I will not accept this debt. I will not accept. Huh, I will not accept it. I will not accept this. Um, uh, what's it called? This report. This um, report that they've given me from the doctors. I will not accept that. Begin to speak life to your situation and watch what happens. Watch what happens, y'all. Watch what happens. Why? Because when you speak it, now your actions are following after. Your actions have to back it up. Your actions have to back up what you're speaking out of your mouth. It has to back it up. My God. Let me read this this uh this last uh, scripture because I my God, I didn't expect God to take me this way. Right, mommy. You said you can't share everything that God is doing for you in advance. Everyone will not be happy for you. I know that's right. Everybody will not be happy for you. All right, guys. So I'm going to read this. The last, there's so much more that I, that I need to cover, but we'll just, hey, it's a series. So whatever God want to do, we could talk about that next week. But what I wanted to talk about lastly is that, again, we also must have faith in what God said for it to come to pass and to fruition. Isaiah 55, 11. Isaiah 55, 11, and this is the Amplified Version. And it says, so will my word be, which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void, useless, without result, without accomplishing what I desire, and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. My God. It says it will not return to me void. When I speak it out of my mouth, when we speak those things out of our mouth, it won't come back to us void. It will give us what we desire. Because <laughs> my desires are God's desires. God tells us what to desire. Therefore, when we speak it, it will come to pass. And lastly, Mark. 
Mark 11, Mark 11, 23, in the Amplified Version, and it says, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, whoever says to this mountain, thank you, Jesus, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart and God's unlimited power, but believes that what he says is going to take place, it will be done for him in accordance with God's will. My God, Jesus, and my Pastor Tracy's voice. When we speak to that mountain, when we speak to our situation and not have doubt in our heart because we can't say we trust God and have and doubt him at the same time. They cancel each other out. You can't trust and doubt at the same time. Can't have faith and worry at the same time. You got to choose. Because when you do those things, the word of God talks about um, those us being um, an unstable man. Uh, uh, sorry, Father. Help me, Holy Spirit. When we have we a uh, double-minded man, thank you, Father. A, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. When we are double-minded, meaning that, oh, I'm have faith, but I'm going to worry. Oh, I'm going to say I'm trusting God, but I'm doubting him. You're unstable. Choose. Be intentional about having faith. Be intentional about what you say out of your mouth. Be intentional intentional about your actions. Allow your actions to back up what you speak. My God, and watch it come to pass. Watch God move. When you back it up, watch God move. When it's in God's will and you are standing in, in agreement and you're speaking those things out, it has, God has no choice but for it to be manifested. God has no choice. Oh, He's going to make sure it comes to pass. Because it's in his will and you have spoken it into existence. Your faith. Oh, Your faith has to level up. Our faith has to level up. So closing with this. I encourage you guys today that whatever it is that you're dealing with, whatever it is that you are believing God to do, we got to do our part. God has already given us the authority, the authority and the power of our tongue. We just got to step up. We just got to have confidence in it and utilize what he's already given us. Utilize what he's already given us. Watch it come to pass. Speak life to your situation. Speak life to it. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Well, guys, I pray that everybody was encouraged and uplifted. I pray that you were blessed. This was truly the Holy Spirit because y'all... I'm telling you, like, I love it. I I absolutely love it when, when God shifts me a different direction because it's needed. Somebody needs to hear it. Somebody, um, somebody needed this. I know I, I know I did. 
most of, I know I did. Thank you, Laura, my God. Just what I needed. I know I did. And that's why it's also important that when you have a relationship with Jesus, when you when you constantly have a prayer, when you have a prayer life and you are in God's face, you know the voice of God. You know the voice of God and you know when God is shifting, you know which which direction God is leading you. So you're you're not not too busy trying to uh trying to keep up with your agenda. Why? Because it's not about our agenda. This is God's agenda. It's God's agenda. We need to have the mind of Christ and allow God to lead us. Wherever God leads us, we need to go. Whatever God says to say, speak it. Do what he says do. Obedience. Obedience is key. God loves us when we are obedient to him. My God. Jesus, Jesus, I'm just, I'm, I'm amazed at, I'm just amazed at in all of God. But before I go, we don't end any podcast. I don't end any podcast. And, and if I have, Lord, forgive me for doing so. But I strive to not end any podcast without offering the gift of salvation. Without offering the gift of salvation to those of you that we're listening to this podcast or watching this podcast and you're just like, wow, that's what I've been missing. Jesus is the answer. How, how, do, how do I have that power? How do I get that power to speak life to my situation? How do I get that power? That kind of power only belongs to the chosen ones. The ones that, that choose to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior because it says in order, the word of God says in John 14, 6 is that huh, no man says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Talking about this is Jesus talking. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man can come into the Father, but by me, but through him. So if you want to get to God, you got to accept his son, his only begotten son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. It's available to you. If you believe it in your heart and you confess it with your mouth. So that power of the tongue that we were talking about today, tonight, that same power apply it applies to salvation. That if you believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, you confess it with your mouth, you will be saved. So say this prayer of salvation with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner and I need you in my life. I have done so many things wrong and I have tried to, to fill this void 
in my life. And nothing, nothing has fulfilled that need. But Jesus, I believe that you died for me to save a wretch like me for my sins so that I can be forgiven. So Jesus, I ask that you come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. I confess it with my mouth and I believe in my heart. And I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I ask that you wash me, renew me, make me whole. And I thank you, Jesus, because you have given me eternal life with salvation. And I'm surrendering to you right now. And I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer of salvation, welcome to the body of Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. To God be the glory. Heaven is literally rejoicing for you, for your soul. Why? Because you are a new creature. All those old things are behind you. Behold, all things are new before you. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. One last call. Call a rededication. For those of you that have had a relationship with Jesus Christ at some point in time, but you allow the cares of this world to cause you to step away from the things of Christ. But this is your moment. Now is the time to answer the call to come back. God has been calling you, calling you home. And you know the voice of God. But you've allowed your pride to get the best of you. To think that, oh, I don't need God. Or it's too late to come back to him. But God says it's not too late. He says it's not too late. He's here. He's here. Ready to take you back in his arms. He's here with open arms. Ready to accept you back into the family of God. So I encourage you to say this prayer or stop to rededication, excuse me, with me. So God, I'm so sorry for turning my back on you. I've allowed myself to get from under your grace. I allowed the cares of this world to cause me to stop believing in who you are in my life. But Jesus, I know without a shadow of a doubt that I need you in my life as my Lord and Savior once again. Jesus, I ask that you forgive me of everything that I have done wrong. Forgive me for, forgive me for turning my back on you. And Jesus, I ask that you come back into my life and be my Lord and Savior once again. Forgive me. I thank you for giving me another chance to get it right. And I surrender myself to you once again. And I'm not going back. I'm moving forward. I'm moving ahead. And I will serve you for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You pray that prayer of rededication. Welcome back into the body of Christ. Hallelujah. 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 To God be the glory for all the marvelous things that he has done. I love you guys so much. I pray that you continue to be encouraged and uplifted. 
God is so wonderful and he's so mighty. Continue to follow I Am Imperfectly Perfect on all of our platforms on I Am Imperfectly Perfect on uh, Facebook and at um, I underscore am underscore imperfectly perfect on Instagram. And if you want to listen to this podcast or the ones in the past, you can follow us on Google Podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and there's so many others, Radio Public. I mean, there's a lot out there that we are available on. So make sure you stay tuned in to um, Imperfectly Perfect Live Podcast. I love you guys. Be encouraged, be uplifted. Continue to trust in God, trust in what he's doing, trust in his promises, trust that God is faithful. He never leave you or forsake you and you'll always be there. All right, guys, until next time on A Perfectly Perfect Live, I will see you guys next week. Have a great night.